Okay, folks. Uh, here we go. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, here we go. This is crazy. This is the cursed intro. I'm going to get rid of this. This is crazy. Okay. This is the cursed intro. Oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what could not go right tonight? <laughs> I guess I shouldn't ask that question, you know. It, it may manifest. <laughs> so, folks, here we go. We're off and running. Uh, tonight I want to talk about a very interesting individual uh, known by many to be a rhino, because he is. And uh, if you know what rhino is, uh, it means rep Republican in name only. Okay? There are people that are usually have the title of Republican but vote Democrat. Okay? For goodness sakes, if you're going to do that, just become a Democrat and get the heck out of the Republican Party. You're not a conservative and you're not going to be able to prove that you are. You'll prove that you're not, which we're going to talk about tonight with, with the incredible Lindsey O. Graham. Okay. This guy has been uh, a burr under my saddle for some time. The guy is an obvious rhino. He is, he, he'll cleave to whoever he can in order to get notoriety. When, um, before Trump was president, oh boy, the things he said about Trump. And then all of a sudden, Trump became president, and bam, you know, everything was good. And I got a feeling I know why I was having that echo. Hold on a second, folks. I don't want to cause no problems. Okay. Volume mixer. Yep. Okay, there should be no echo now. Okay, let me try this, folks. I'm going to turn this speaker back up and see if I don't hear myself, then everything's good. Is everything good? Could everything possibly be going good? My goodness, I guess I'll have to wait till I play a video or something to tell. What I do, folks, is I simulcast on uh, Telegram. And if I don't turn the sound down for Telegram, we get an echo. Echo, 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 echo. Okay, I'm um, sorry. I got stuck in a loop there. Um, so um, I got to turn the sound down, and I always forget to do that because I'm always listening to something on Telegram. I'm about like a thousand groups on there, and that's where I get a lot of the news from, actually. Um, not always not always reliable, for sure, but uh, there's a lot of stuff on there that's pretty good, so I use it. Okay, so let's see here. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. Uh you know, I, I, I looked long and hard at Lizzie Graham because I know that Graham that is, and I know that I didn't like him, and I know that there were reasons, but I needed I needed hardcore proof. Sorry, my dogs are eating, and they pushed the dish all over the floor. It's always something. i got to get a studio where I don't have any interruptions. You know, maybe I could build a wall here. Oh, my wife wouldn't like that. That's okay. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, I was trying to look around and find out, you know, I, I wanted to find out where, and I heard from one person that Graham is gay. So I looked around, I couldn't find any evidence of him being gay, okay? Not that that, I, I know gay people, and they don't bother me, but when they're politicians and they're crooked, I don't care what sexual orientation they are, they bother the heck out of me. Um, 
anyway, and I'm bringing this all to light, folks. I know that the show has gone really political a lot, you know, and uh, a lot less Bible and more political. And I, I'm going to do something to fix that. But um, have you ever been to a, I'm assuming that many of you have been to at least a church at least once, you know, and I'm talking about a real church. I'm talking about a Protestant church, you know, not uh not the whore of Babylon and uh, not a LSD, LD, LSD church, LDS church. There could be a lot of truth there. Um, and I'm not talking about um, Eastern Greek, Russian Orthodox. Those are all watered down religions to me. The tradition's kind of nice. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, <laughs> the last church in, in the Revelation uh, chapter one and two. Um, anyway, uh no, not the last. It's the next to the last. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to get that straight. <laughs> but, um, okay. So you go to a church and you got a pastor there. You could tell, you could see right through him. The guy's as phony as a $1 bill, as Ray, Ray, Ray Ralph Epperson would say. And, uh, yeah, phony as a $1 bill. And the people in the church are duped, but you've been around and you went, you know what phony looks like and you see it really good in this guy or these guys or whatever. And, um, you know, you probably never go back to church there, but, uh, if you did, you know, you'd probably be called to kind of point things out to people. And, um, yeah, you'd kind of be called to point out things to people and, um, you know, and that would be a really hard thing to do. Trust me. I've been there many times. Um, so Lindsey Cram, Graham, Cram, that's good. He's kind of like the, the pastor I just described. Okay. You, you can see right through him, but you can't quite figure out what his main offense is. Okay. Offense. I mean, not offense, offense. Um, you know that there's something cause it, he reeks of it, but you can't figure it out. Okay. Well, you know, I was, so I'm studying and I'm studying and I'm, I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that. Quite honest, I was looking for a lot of dirt on the guy and he has a lot, but nothing that would make me cringe or make my skin crawl, you know, until I found. All right, we're going to we're going to try something here. OK, I'm trying this new format on EVMUX and hopefully it'll work. So let's go here. OK. And that he, um, he, he, uh, likes his position there. He really does. Um, but th this guy, he has got a love affair with Ukraine. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I think if he had to choose between Ukraine and the United States, he'd pick Ukraine. I really, I don't know if he's got love interests over in Ukraine uh, maybe he likes blonde-haired, blue-eyed women more than he likes American women. I don't know. <laughs> maybe guys more than American guys. I don't know. Um, that's if he goes that way. But um, anyway, so yeah, he's a real proponent for Ukraine, and he supported everything Biden has done for Ukraine. That speaks for itself right there. Um, but he's a lout, and he has a temper problem. Okay. 
that's interesting there we go so anyway um i want to look at a series of videos okay and first of all let's look at ukraine what is the war in ukraine all about well you might hear it's about the russians attacking ukraine it might be about um you know they've been in conflict with the russians for all these years and russia's finally decided to attack um but we, they're always cast as the poor ukrainians uh, this and that, but what you don't know is that they've been involved in child trafficking. They've been involved in um, bio labs, and that was confirmed by a government person. And you know, I think we'll see that here. Um, so, if you're the Russians and you got 30 bio labs in Ukraine and Ukraine doesn't like you, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and let them develop some kind of biological weapon to 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 bring against you and maybe wipe out half your population? No, you're going to go take those things out. We'd do the same thing if they were up in Canada or Mexico, right? Yeah, we would. Trust me. Although Biden probably wouldn't. I don't know. Who knows what he would do? But anyway, so what the whole thing and the whole thing about Ukraine is Ukraine wants to join the European community. And the Russians don't like that because the Russian, the European community has NATO on its side. And the Russians in NATO have always been, um, you know, at each other and uh, adversaries. That's the word I'm looking for. And back way back when during the Cold War, the Russians had a nice little buffer zone. Okay, I'm not saying that it was right. I think it was very wrong for this to happen. But we got to go back to World War II to look at um, Roosevelt and Churchill and um stalin and all the stupid little plans they made <clears throat> to see how that happened but anyway russia was kind of felt kind of safe it had at least two countries um toward the east uh, all the way all, all the way up to the the baltic and all the way down to the um uh, black sea and um, they didn't really fear anything because they had that buffer zone but then all of a sudden the berlin wall came down um eastern europe fell and became more capitalistic, um, and all these countries are starting to look at the West, okay? Well, Russia starts getting nervous, of course, right? They all want to go to your adversary, and, you know, they've got a right to do that because Russia wasn't the best keeper, let's put it that way. Or I should say that the Soviet Union wasn't the best keeper. Um, it's a whole different thing now. Anyway, so you kind of got a history there of what what was happening. So, you got this country that never has liked you and now is trying to woo the, the West into a relationship and has all these biological weapons or is allowing, let's put it this way, is allowing the Western powers to put biological labs in their country. And why do they do that? Because it's illegal to put them in. It's illegal to put them in Britain and France and the United States because of certain treaties that were in. But if there's a nation named Ukraine that's not under those treaties, it's okay to do. All right. Our government and military are not stupid. They look for every little edge they can to get around things. Okay. And they found a good one in Ukraine. And again, they were into child trafficking. Supposedly the Russians are freeing tons and tons of kids. Thousands upon thousands of kids that were held against their will. And uh, that's just not Ukrainian kids. It's kids from all over the world. Ukraine was known as a, a major hub for, for uh, Ill the illegal uh, trafficking of people, not just children, everybody. Um, and uh, 
Putin's trying to wipe that out as, as well as try, trying to wipe out the, um, the labs. Okay. So if you want to hear it from the mouth of one of their own, there's this gal. She's a minister, uh, parliament minister in, in Ukraine. And she was being interviewed, I think, on Fox News. This is what, what we're going to look at. And um, the guy asked her, you know, what's going on? Why is, why is this all that's going on? And she goes, well, she goes, we're fighting for, not only for Ukraine, but we're fighting for this new world order. I swear that's what she says. You're going to hear it in a second. And <clears throat> fighting for the new world order. So that's what the whole world war is about. It's to start up with the Russians. Of course, it's to get rid of Vladimir Putin because the, the deep state hates Vladimir Putin. And he is turning out to be a more and more of a good guy, as far as I can tell anyway. Um, but uh, they're trying to goad Russia into a war is what they're doing. And uh, everybody thinks it's going to be World War Three, and maybe it will. But um, it's, it's not going to be a pretty thing if it happens. And I'm uh, sure it looks like it's going to go down, but who knows? You know, he's in, God's in control of everything. Yahweh is. So let's listen to this uh, Kira, I think her name is, and uh, her first name. And uh, you're going to find out exactly why the war in Ukraine is going on. Here we go. Uh, for the rest of us that aren't Ukrainians, I think the world, quite frankly, Kira, is surprised by the will of the Ukrainian people to stand up and fight. Are you? Well, I'm not surprised. I, uh, we have been fighting uh, Putin for the last eight years, and we had three revolutions in our country when we did not agree with what was going on with uh, the direction of where we're moving in. But right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. for this new world order for the democratic countries. We knew that we were in, but right now it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. Fighting not only for Ukraine, but for this new world order for the democratic countries. Okay. She just told us that she's fighting for Klaus Schwab to make the new world order, to make the um, the revamp of society in the West anyway. And uh, OK, there you have it. We could wrap up the show right now. Uh, but no, the show's about Lindsey Graham, so we have to keep going. All right. So it looks like well, that was weird. Um it looks like uh, there's an arrest warrant um, that's been issued for Lindsey Graham, and he's taking it quite lightly, okay? So let's look at this. He, he doesn't take it seriously, and uh, frankly, it's probably not going to go anywhere, but uh, he's the one that suggested that, Graham is the one that suggested that one of Putin's countrymen take out Putin, in other words, assassinate. So anyway, let's look at this and see what we got here. 
Russia has issued an arrest warrant for South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Russia's Interior Ministry issued the warrant over an edited online video of Graham's meeting with Ukraine's president. In the video, Senator Graham says, quote, the Russians are dying and the U.S. has, quote, never spent money so successfully, end quote. The comments appeared to be from different parts of the conversation, but were edited together online. Graham released a statement on the arrest warrant, saying in part, quote, I will wear the arrest warrant issued by Putin's corrupt and immoral government as a badge of honor. To know that my commitment to Ukraine has drawn the ire of Putin's regime brings me immense joy, end quote. Russia has issued an arrest warrant for South There I be. There I be. Okay. He doesn't sound like he's too worried about it. He's pretty callous about the war, isn't he? We spent money and a lot of Russians are dying and we couldn't have spent money any better. Okay. I don't know about you, but there's an honor. There's an honor between sides in, in a war. Okay. One of the best movies I've ever seen is The Enemy Below. And it was Robert Mitchum was the captain of a ship, and Kurt Jurgen was the captain of a U-boat. And it was his World War II. And although they were sworn enemies to one another, at the end of the movie, when they had both rammed each other and they were sinking, the uh, I think just the sub, the sub was sinking. But anyway, the captain of the uh, Robert Mitchum saluted Kurt Jurgen. He saluted him back, like you know what we're only doing what we were told to do. You did a good job. You know, and I did a good job, and we can go to our graves with that thought, you know. Um, but there's a mutual respect, one side to the other. If you've ever seen, um, there's a thing that it was called the Christmas Miracle, I think. It happened in World War One. I. I don't remember what year it happened, um, it, which part year in World War One it happened. But um, it was Christmas time, and they had their little decorations set up on each side in, in, in the dug. Uh, the dugouts or the um, the trenches. That's what they are, trenches. And um, so I think the German side started singing uh, a Christmas, hit, Christmas hymn. And the British heard it, and they started singing it in English. And then soon, you know, the, their heads were popping up on each side, and they were looking at each other. And I think for about an hour, an hour and a half, they they, they played soccer together. They they embraced each other and, and, you know, prayed for each other for Christmas and the whole nine yards. And it almost makes you want to cry thinking that that happened during a, a time of war. And both sides got reprimanded for it by the generals. <clears throat> Sorry, it's that's a story that really just touches me quite a bit. <clears throat> and um, it was, uh, it's something that during an active war scene, that something like that can happen. You know, um, okay, so just give me a chance, folks. I'm going to, um, I'm going to get rid of a couple of these things. So they're not in my way. All right. So there was an article I found that talked about Lindsey Graham being cunning, more cunning than a fox, so to speak. And I had to look at that. I just had to. Okay. And, man, what a good video that was. But you're going to learn stuff about Lindsey Graham in this video that you probably never knew before. So let's uh, let's go ahead and watch this and, uh, and then talk about it right afterwards, okay? Here we go. 
So please welcome a man I lovingly refer to as my bastard uncle, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Did senators and congressmen sit and do hours of investigation on these emails? No, not really. I didn't. I didn't spend any time on the Clinton email investigation, and I don't want to try her. And I don't want to try her. Can you imagine what it'd be like to go back and try your political opponent? <laughs> well, I do want to know, is the system working? Your fight is our fight. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Oh, son of a bitch. Got fired. I'd be shocked if there's anything sinister here. The Trump campaign. They say they didn't collude. Now, you didn't talk to a government all you want to, but you can't sit down and get them to help you get elected. There's no evidence of colluding yet. Colluding yet. But I think Mueller should look. You got the Trump Tower meeting where Don Jr. and a bunch of other people are meeting with several Russians. They're offering to help. I think Mueller should look at that. I am totally in agreement with everything that my colleague Senator Graham has just said. And the most important part of this picture is Republicans and Democrats coming together in a bipartisan way to give our wholehearted, steadfast support to Ukraine. Now, Mueller, uh, I think he's the right guy at the right time. The bottom line is we can't let anybody be above the law. One of the few Republican senators to confirm Merrick Garland was none other than Senator Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is the only Republican who has not voted to reject a single judge the Biden administration has proposed because of Lindsey Graham, one man. Joe Biden, now travel the world with Joe. I hope he lost. He won. He's the legitimate president of the United States. I've had five Republican senators talk to me and told me they agree with whatever I'm talking about. How do Republicans keep Trump <laughs> from firing Mueller? I've got legislation with Cory Booker. I've got legislation with Cory Booker. That says we should all want to protect somebody like Mr. Mueller. There is no reason to fire Mr. Mueller. Let Mr. Mueller do his job and Mr. Trump, our president, should focus on his day job. Don't y'all believe we should, like, let Mr. Mueller yes, do his job? That's the way the game is played. That doesn't matter. But that's the way the game is played. That doesn't matter. An attack on one party is an attack on all. Absolutely. It is the Democrats today. It could be us tomorrow. Yeah. So in a democracy, if, if you don't have each other's back on stuff like this, then you lose control of democracy Look, itself. So please welcome a man I lovingly refer to as my bastard uncle, South Carolina. Oh, 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 man, he's a Biden supporter. He got together with Senator Blumenthal, one of the reddest, or excuse me, one of the most commie communist senators there ever was. I think he was out of New York State. Um and made legislation with him. He went on The View. He went on The View. It's golly. And they liked him. If he goes on The View and they like him, then there's something wrong, okay? Because The View is probably the most communistic, um, atheistic piece of garbage on, on tel television. <laughs> and he goes on there and gets accolades from them, okay? He told them what they wanted to hear, not 
necessarily what was in here. I don't know what's in here with Lindsey Graham, to tell you the truth. It could be a, a time clock. Uh, like you're getting ready to explode or something. <laughs> oh, I know. But um, anyway, so, man, that was re revelatory, wasn't it? It sure was. And I like how they slowed down the certain thing. And do you see he was standing with that trader McCain, too? That lousy trader McCain. That um, There's rumors that he was taken out, just like George H.W. Bush. And, well, he's not around anymore, I guess. that's. And then his relative, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stop the bus, Lord, and let me off. Okay. So, what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to play this video for you, okay? Lindsey Graham caught on tape secretly supporting Biden when Trump needed him most. Before I get into that, if you're new here, hit the red button below to subscribe and tap on the notification bell so you're the first to know when the latest news is published. Lindsey Graham has been called a snake in the grass before, but we'll just call him a politician. He says whatever is politically necessary at the time. NextNewsNetwork.com reports on January 6, 2021, Lindsey Graham told a New York Times reporter that Joe Biden is maybe the best person to have and that he'll be the unifier that Joe Biden touted himself as on the campaign trail. Two reporters gave the audio to CNN to promote the release of their new book titled This Will Not Pass, Trump, Biden, and the Battle for America's Future. The authors are New York Times reporters Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns. The call that was released on CNN took place when the Capitol Police were clearing the building. We will actually come out of this thing stronger. Moments like this reset. It'll take a while. People will calm down. People will say, I don't want to be associated with that. This is a group within a group. What this does, it'll be a rallying effect for a while, where the country says we're better than this, Graham told Martin on tape. Martin quipped back, and Biden will be better, right? Totally. He'll be maybe the best person to have, right? I mean, how mad can you get at Joe Biden, Graham said. Take a look. Actually come out of this thing stronger. Moments like this reset. It'll take a while. People have calmed down. People are, I don't want to be associated with that. This is a group within a group. And what this does, it, there'll be a rallying effect for a while. Where the country says we're better than this. And Biden, right? Yeah, totally. He'll be a maybe the best person to have, right? I mean, how bad can you get it, with Joe Biden? He's misjudged passion. You know, he plays the TV game, and he went too far here. That rally uh, didn't help. Talk about you know primary mass, and he created a sensory event. Typical GOP rhino. When reached for comment, Graham's office said that the senator no longer feels that way about Biden because he is pursuing a far-left agenda. Graham's statements on January 6th and the events that took place that day are quite different. He has even golfed with former President Trump on multiple occasions. In February, Trump called Graham a nice guy, but also a rhino, which stands for Republican in name only. But what about you? Do you trust Lindsey Graham? Let us know your opinion below. If so, how will, we, how will we trust him? Would you invite him to your barbecue? Comment below, subscribe for updates. If you like what we're doing here, give us a thumbs up. Explore the links in our description and please share this report on your social media networks.
For the next news network, I'm Aldo Budazoni. Thank you for watching that report. Listen up, baby. Folks, what do you think, huh? The guy is a snake in the grass. <laughs> this is what we're fighting against, folks. This is this guy, for lack of better words, is a traitor. He really is. He's he's an A number one traitor, but he knows how to use words in a, in a correct manner to make the, to kind of deflect the traitorous acts that he's done and make them look like. Uh, it's not so bad. I did it for this reason and for that reason. Well, I'm sure Benedict Arnold used some kind of talk like that, too. And look what happened to him. Um, he got banished from the United States forever and ever and died a poor beggar over in uh, in England. So, yeah, I'm telling you, folks. And he's not the only one, folks. There's Trey Gowdy, who has been very questionable lately. Um, oh, oh, the guy from Salt Lake City. Um, ah, can't remember his name. Oh, well, you know who I'm talking about. He looks like a good little Mormon boy with his hair slicked back. And, um, and I'm not going to remember his name. So it's just terrible. Um, and they're all over the place. You know, it's, they're all over the place. And, so we're never going to be rid of them until something drastic happens. And something drastic is going to happen in days and years to come, whatever. And because um, people like me and you and the rest of America are pretty tired of all this garbage. We're sick and tired of these people that take us for fools. But you know what's sad is they're fool that, fools that vote for them, you know. I have a good friend in Arizona, and I always tell him, why did you guys always vote for John McCain? Why did you always vote for John McCain? You know, well, there was no other person running that was better. You know, so why didn't you try to find somebody? I mean, geez, the fry cook down at Arby's would have been a better senator than John McCain, for goodness sakes. And John McCain was not a hero. Yeah, you heard it here. He wasn't a hero. As a matter of fact, I think he was... Um, my pers personal opinion is that he was guilty of uh, killing several people on that aircraft carrier during the Vietnam War, trying to hotshot and wet nurse's engines, you know. And uh, when he did that, it caused a missile on a plane behind him to take off, and uh, it hit another plane. And, man, it just it almost destroyed the ship, for goodness sakes. But his daddy, daddy was, was an admiral, and daddy pull them and send them to Vietnam, to Saigon for a little bit of R&R. &R. Yeah, what about the sailors, other sailors' families and the other sailors? Shouldn't they have gotten R&R &R too since they had to put out the fire and some of their friends died? You know, no, but see, this is the silver spoon syndrome that we have in this country. You know, it's, it's, uh, I never thought I'd be talking this way back in the 70s. I was Joe, gung-ho Joe, man, gung-ho Dave, and you know, I, I love this country. I still do. But I supported the military and everything they did. And if a leader said something, by golly, it was true. You know, man, what a fool I was. And what a fool people are today. Hopefully, I learned from my lessons. And if you guys are falling for this garbage and you hear what I've gone through, maybe you'll consider not supporting these schmucks that are that are in Congress and Senate and uh, you name it.
So, did you hear that one? Uh, he didn't. Uh, McCain didn't vote against one of the judges that Biden, that Biden was putting into office. Not one of them. So, he wants to. He wants to get along, and I kind of understand this. You know, you want to get along. You don't want to create waves. You don't want to make trouble and stuff like that. But when you're a uh, claiming to be an honest person and you're in a situation like that, you have to draw the line. You know, you have to say enough is enough, kind of like Americans are doing today. Enough is enough. And you have to start fighting against these people. Ah, but there's a caveat there, right? Because you've done something bad in your past and they know about it. So they get up there and they come to your office one day when you're in there and they see you, maybe you're starting to lean your, you're a centrist, but you're starting to lean to the right a little bit. And they say, well, we're a little concerned about the way that you've been voting in uh, Congress lately. And uh, we, we would appreciate it if you would take a more left-leaning sl- uh, uh, left leaning stand and uh, and vote for more of our bills because they're the best for the country. Well, they're, they're not really the best. Oh, yeah, well, uh, it would be a shame if your wife found out about that hooker that you, you saw several times uh, about two, three years ago, you know, and, and, uh, if she ever found out about the girlfriend that you had six months ago, you know, it's, wouldn't be good, would it? You know, okay. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the kind of person that carouses like that, but I think, you know, if I would have been, I would have went right home and told my, confessed everything to my wife and then told these guys, screw you. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, go tell her because I told her last night. Yeah, she's mad at me, but she'll get over it hopefully, and you know we'll we'll live a, a pleasant life together until we both die, or until she kills me. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, let's let's continue. We got Tucker Carlson here. He uh, was interviewing some people, and um, well, yeah, it was about Lindsey Graham and Trey Gowdy, if I'm not mistaken, um, talking about. He plain out calls them traitors. Okay. Let's check this out now. Do you know anybody who trusts the government anymore? There's a reason for that. And by the way, it's not just Democrats you should blame. The vast majority of the Russian collusion investigation occurred during the first two years of this administration. Who ran the government then? At the time, Republicans controlled both houses of Congress and every single committee by definition. They had the power to expose this hoax and to shut it down, but they did not. It's Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Richard Burr and so many of the other useless Senate Republicans. Total phonies. They didn't really do anything. Richard Burr. Uh, he- he is calling uh, Don Trump Jr. back. Senator Burr, who's well-respected, he doesn't want to be lied to. He wants to get to the bottom of what happened. The Republican Senator Richard Burr had served the president's son with a subpoena. Can you explain why the Republican would want to do that? Gowdy disputes Trump's spy claim. No, I think Gowdy's appearance was disgraceful. According to Gowdy, the FBI ran it by the book how the Americans would have wanted them to run the investigation. Really? Give, give me a break. You said, I am even more convinced that the FBI did exactly what Americans would want them to do. There was no spy. 
Have you seen any evidence of that? I have not. I would think you would want the FBI to find out whether or not there was any validity to what those people were saying. The FBI did exactly what my fellow citizens would want them to do. He says the FBI did exactly what we should want them to do. The number one question I get asked from Americans is why no one has gone to jail and been held accountable. It was Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy that wouldn't give us that subpoena power. We didn't send out a single subpoena, not one. I supported the Mueller investigation because I didn't know. Senator, we're talking about a shredding of constitutional law due process that we would ever have. You say that Mueller is a good guy, right? That's been my experience, yes. And you'll do anything necessary to protect him from being uh, interfered with? Uh, absolutely. Well, and it's got, all been there. Where's Director Ray, though? I've got a lot of people yelling at me tonight. He's not doing his job. And you'll do anything necessary to protect him? Uh, absolutely. Somebody that every American should trust. Mr. Mueller. Bob Mueller, it was an excellent appointment. He, he will go wherever the facts lead him. He will have great uh, credibility. People want you to move on this, Senator. Are you going to do it? Yeah, but I've told you and I'll tell you again. Total phonies who tell you they're representing you, but don't. Explain why they didn't really do anything to stop the derailment of America while it was in progress. Do you know anybody who trusts the government anymore? There's a reason for that. And by the way, it's not just Democrats you should blame. The vast majority of the Russian collusion investigation occurred during the first two years of this administration. Who ran the government then? At the time, Republicans controlled both houses of Congress and every single committee by definition. They had the power to expose okay, this. Okay, we're going to shut that off because we've seen that already. But man, you see why? Do you see why Tucker Carlson got fired? <laughs> I mean, I, I trust the guy. I love the guy, man. He just, he, there's no punches, man. That guy just goes in there and bam, 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 you know, just wails on him, you know, and it's great. And uh, unfortunately, people who seek the truth in this world often either get killed or, or uh, exiled, so to speak. And um, I'm glad he didn't get killed, but he has been exiled. And he is under, uh, still under contract with Fox News, so he can't really do anything. And he's trying to break that apart, and hopefully that'll happen soon. We need to write to Fox News, by the way, all of us, okay? Write to them and say, release this guy from his contract, pay him his money, and let him go, okay? And um, Because he's got a lot of work to do. Tucker has just begun to fight, I think. <laughs> he's a, another John Paul Jones, okay? But he mentioned Gowdy, okay, and um, man, he mentioned a whole other bunch of other people. And uh, ugh, I almost had, I almost remembered the name of that guy from. Uh, oh, folks, hold on a second. I lost this thing here. Okay, I lost the live chat. Okay, it's back. I got it back. All right. Not that there's anybody chatting on it, but uh, Mitt Romney, that's the name of the guy. Talk about dirty, man. Talk about rhino. He's a rhino with two horns, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. And if the Mormon church supports him being as dirty as he is, then, well, if we, anybody that knows anything about Mormonism knows that uh, it's not really the cleanest religion in the world. Although they'd really like to uh, purport themselves to be that way. But I'm not here to pick a fight with Mormonism today. So uh, anyway, so, okay. So, 
man, oh man, they're all dirty, folks. All of, especially if they've been in more than one term. Okay, it's amazing. It's the way that the system gets a hold of these guys and just uh, compromises them. You know, it's it's amazing. I don't think I think that a lot of them go into the the whole Washington thing with with um, with good intentions. You know. Yeah, that's dirty over there. I'm going to clean that up. Yeah, well, pretty soon he's dirtier than the people that were dirty. You know, it's it's a shame. And if you try to do anything against the men, they smear you and they they. Well, now their new tool is uh, impeaching you. Or and they were showing that Ray of the FBI. Do you ask him if he trusts trusted Mueller? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, who trusts you, Ray? Right now, Ray is in a big battle to save his job because he won't release paperwork to the Congress who Congress has subpoenaed the paperwork and he won't release it to them. Uh, that would really make um, Hunter Biden look bad and Joe Biden. And uh, so they're just a police force that works for, for the Bidens. Basically they're a private police force anymore. They're not, they shouldn't be the federal Bureau of investigations, maybe PV, PBT, PBI rather. What it sounds like some. Those sounds like peanut butter and jelly. Well, they kind of are peanut butter and jelly, right? Okay. So I want to, uh, this is a video now of when, um, <clears throat> I think McCain was with him, but um, Lindsey Graham went to um, Ukraine. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> you know, he, he'd be a good president for Ukraine. I don't want to give him any ideas, though. Um, but he went to Ukraine to kind of assure them that everything was okay and that we'd fight with them or or supply them and everything else. And we've supplied them up to the hilt. But uh, I think that's coming to an end pretty soon. I heard today that Poland was supposed to give a bunch of uh, F-16s to Ukraine, and they're reneging on it now. That, and there's not sending missiles either. Um so I think uh, a lot of these countries are starting to realize uh, they're looking down the road and seeing who is actually going to win this war. And it's not going to be the Ukrainians. I'm, I'm, I hate to tell you that if you're a big fan of Ukraine, but it ain't going to be them. And this all fits in, folks. I know I'm, I'm going down like a rabbit hole, but it all fits into world end time events, you know, because Russia is going to win in Ukraine and they're going to get emboldened. They're going to build up their military more. Um, and then something's going to happen in the Middle East to draw them down to the Middle East and them with all their friends. And they're going to. Um, and I hope it's not Putin that does that, because I have a certain degree of um, admiration for, for Vladimir Putin. I think he's done a lot for his people, which our leaders can't do. But he did. And, um, and it is still doing. And that's why he can get his people to fight for his country. Because he takes care of them, okay. But um, yeah, I think it's it's all playing into end time scenarios with the uh, Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine war and the Russians and all the people going down uh, against Israel and God destroying their army, Yahweh destroying their army, and um, so it's it's just a little piece of pu of the puzzle. And um, but that puzzle's getting filled up pretty quick. It's um, it's never been, the pieces have never been placed that quickly into the end times puzzle as they're being placed today. And it's, uh, 
it's scary, but at the same time, maybe even more than scary, it's uh, it's a joyous thing because we see day by day the the imminent return of Yeshua to uh, first take us home and then to war against the world for three and a half years, and then um, after that come back and and redeem the world from mankind, who will barely be here at that time. So we do another show on AI and. Um, and uh, how it's going to play into the uh, the end time events. Anyway, this this video is uh, of uh, Graham uh, raw rawing the uh, the Ukrainian. Um, I don't know who they are. The president's there, Ukrainian president, probably some military leaders and stuff. But well, let's go ahead and watch it and then see what happens. Thank you very much. Thanks, United States people of, of the United States for all big support. President Biden, bipartisan yes. support, Congress, and really we thank you so much. Free or die. Free or die. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. So the best money we've ever spent. Thank you so much. No, it's you know, we're on four, let's see, this is, it makes oh, life possible. Yeah. Yes, more than a thousand or so of thousands of And this how to fight against, how to defend our people. Of our better selves in America. That there was a time in America that we were. <laughs> so, you're very well. Yes, we has. The industrial level war crimes that have been committed against the Ukrainian people, if they are forgiven in the name of peace, you will have destroyed everything we've stood for since the end of World War II. There can be no forgiving and forgetting when it comes to Putin's war crimes. There can be no backing off of helping Ukraine because if we fail here, there goes Taiwan. On uh, future Ukraine membership and specifically on inviting... Uh... If you're running for president as a Republican or Democrat, I don't know how you can make the argument that we're stronger against China if we pull the plug on Ukraine. That makes zero sense. What I want the Chinese to see is that invading a neighbor is not as easy as it looks. Putin has an arrest warrant from the International Criminal Court. I'd like to do more to help prosecute Russian war crimes. The best way to protect Taiwan and world order is for Putin to lose. And if you don't get that, I think you're missing a lot. Given that the leading candidate yeah. is seizing. The F-16 will matter. It is not a magic weapon. But combined with other weapons, it will be decisive. So my message 
to the Biden administration is I appreciate what you have done. You need to do more. And I am convinced that there will be bipartisan support to provide more weapons that can turn the tide of battle in the upcoming counteroffensive. But I expect in the coming days and weeks <coughs> for the Ukrainian counteroffensive to yield results. And I'm here to tell you that the last chapter of the Battle of Bakhmut is yet to be written. I'm here to tell you that the Russian military is about to have holy hell unleashed upon them. Okay, folks. <laughs> he, he says he, after we give billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of weapons, I mean, we're giving them howitzers, we're giving them tanks, we're giving them you name it, uh, sophisticated missiles, um, drones, everything. After after that, what is it? Uh, like $170 billion worth of stuff now, maybe more. I don't know. Uh, forgive me if I don't have the figure correct. Um, but, and, you know, this stuff isn't being cranked out and manufactured like it would be. You know, usually... You give out from what you have, and then you replace, okay? Or you replace your plate, replacing it while you give it away. But you don't give it away, and then um, six months later say, okay, let's start manufacturing these weapons again, which seems to be what we're doing here. Okay, we're giving them all of our stuff, but we don't have anything. So when he says that, when Graham says that, uh, the argument that if we – Stop helping Ukraine will be stronger against China. Yes, yes, we will be because we'll be manufacturing the weapons that we gave to Ukraine and we'd have weapons to fight the Chinese if we have to do that. I mean, a simpleton, a, um, a regular guy like me can figure that out. And if I can, everybody can, you know, and, and if we can all figure this out, then his message is moot. It really is. But the thing is, he's got power to be able to say what he said, and he's got power to convince Biden to send more weapons. So, you know, it's people like you and I, we're, we used to be there. They used to be our uh, representatives. They used to be our servants, so to speak. It's public service, servants. And nowadays it's turned around where we're basically their, their cattle, so to speak, and they're the the farmer and um and that was never intended to be that way but it is that way now and it's unfortunate it really is um hopefully something will happen soon someday real soon to uh to make it where uh things are made right again you know okay the next thing we're going to look at and this is the last video to look at folks okay you're probably going oh thank god he shows too many videos but this helps me to learn. It helps you to learn, too. Because even though I've watched these videos already, I, I watch them again, and then I pick up something else inside of the video that that um, is, is important, and I need to hear, and I need to learn. Okay? So this is from the Stu Peters Show. Now, Stu Peters is an awesome, uni awesome individual. 
um, excellent researcher, a great newsman. Um, and uh, I'm kind of jealous of Stu Peters. <laughs> He's got he's got a he's got the world by the tail basically right now and um, but uh, he's on our side okay and this is important because uh, Stu's not afraid to say stuff and he's been sued for stuff before so you know he he's got guts he's got moxie so to speak well anyway this is uh, Stu um, investigating some stuff about uh, Lindsey Graham that uh, you might find a little disturbing and. Uh, but it also might click that you were like, yeah, I thought that, you know, and he's just uh, verifying what you thought all these years or months or days, whatever. So let's um, let's listen to uh, Stu Peters and his guest and uh, we'll uh, kind of lead into closing up after that. OK, here we go. Well, we got through a Monday together. It is now Tuesday, the 5th of October, 2021. Welcome into the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. Some of the footage that I get to see around here is absolutely incredible. You guys send it to me, and I appreciate that. Some of that footage is of Lindsey Graham, who just held a town hall in South Carolina for his subjects. At that town hall, several of his constituents confronted him, and then this happened. If you haven't had the vaccine, you ought to think about getting it, because if you're my age... I didn't tell you to get it. You ought to think about it. Well, I'm glad I got it. 92% of the people in the hospitals in South Carolina are unvaccinated. Got it? 92%. It's not true. The truth is that unvaccinated, unvaccinated I'm going to lose my job in 60 days. you got to stop it now. From who? From who? From the U.S. government, the Navy. How many of you have taken um, measles shots? It's not in the military, in the military, they can say you got to get vaccinated. So, are you against the vaccine? No, I'm against the mandate. That's right. That's what I'm at. How do we stop it? Uh, you're going to have to get somebody who is control of one of the houses. See, if we had the house, I got 60 days and I lose my job. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll try our best. We're going to move to the next question, folks. How do we stop it? Oh, well, we're just going to have to get somebody. uh, We're going to move on to the next question. Look, I don't know if Lindsey Graham is gay like all the rumors say he is. It seems like it, but you never know. I can state with 100% certainty that Lindsey Graham is a whore. He's a whore for the corporate interests that hijacked the GOP away from an America first agenda for decades. He's a whore for the military industrial complex that wants to spend trillions of dollars flattening Middle Eastern countries while he gets rich back in the beltway. So is it any surprise that Lindsey Graham is an absolute butt slut for these vaccines that Big Pharma wants injected into everybody? Everything about Graham is just fraudulent politics of the worst sort. In 2016, he called Donald Trump a jackass, a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. But as soon as Donald Trump won... He was sucking up to him every day. And the sad part is, apparently, it worked. Over and over, Graham nudged Trump into delaying or ignoring the 2016 agenda that got him elected in the first place. It was corporate tax cuts instead of the border, criminal justice reform instead of trade, and lobbying missiles into Syria instead of getting the U.S. out of the Middle East entirely. 
For years, Graham has been working with Democrats to get a massive amnesty bill done for illegal immigrants in this country. He's still working to do it. He craves it. Maybe Latino rent boy prices are getting too high. I don't know. A month ago, after we finally got out of Afghanistan, Lindsey Graham was whining that we need to go right back in. I'm not even sure the defense contractors want that one at this point. But Graham is possessed. He's obsessed. He needs to keep fighting these insane wars forever. Cost is no object, and he won't have to go and die for them. He doesn't even have sons who can die in them either. So instead, send other people's sons. So Lindsey Graham can feel like a tough guy as America collapses around him. But no matter how insane he acts or how much he betrays his country and voters, Graham keeps getting a pass from his party and from Fox News for being a team player in the Senate. He helped scuttle impeachment. He helped Brett Kavanaugh get confirmed. Fat lot of good that's done so far. He helped ram through Amy Coney Barrett in the last month before the 2020 election. Great. But there's nothing special about those things either. They only seem that way because we're so used to other Republicans being even more pathetic. Defending a Republican president and confirming judicial nominees is the bare minimum for what any Republican should do. But good Republicans are supposed to listen to their constituents and deliver on the issues too, not manipulate them and lecture them and then betray them. Lauren Witzke is a Christian political pundit. She's an analyst and she's a Stu Peter Show contributor. She joins us now. Caught you in the restaurant. Thank you for being here. This guy, Lindsey Graham, uh, the horror for the vaccine companies, he doesn't care about that Navy veteran. Well, no, no, he doesn't, Stu, not one bit. And, you know, I think it's really funny that you called him uh, a slut, a butt slut, to be uh, clear. But, you know, he's a paid slut as well. I had a look at Lindsey Graham's FEC reports, and a lot of people don't know that he is bought and paid for by Pfizer. Pfizer is one of his main donors. When I saw that video, I, I was just dumbfounded at how he is, his constituents were reaching out to help them. And his response was, uh, well, if we had the House, well, guess what? In 2018, they had the House and the Senate and Donald Trump in office, and they still weren't able or not willing, not able. They weren't willing uh, in order to implement an America first agenda because he's bought and paid for by big pharma. You're seeing that with a lot of Republicans. Um, you know, we're wondering why they're not standing up for the vaccine mandates. Well, it's because the donor class keeps them afloat. And the only thing that they care about is maintaining their political power. You know, I've heard rumors and I don't care who Lindsey Graham is sleeping with. Uh, I think the people of South Carolina probably do, specifically if he's sleeping with you know, little boys and other men, uh, while flat out denying that he is. But what I do care about are those people, that Navy veteran and all of those people that were sitting there calling him out on his lies. 90% of people that are in the hospitals are unvaccinated. How many whistleblowers do we have to have from, a, from the hospitals come right on here? Nurses, doctors, sonographers, like we're about to have here in a couple of minutes, come on this program and tell us, no, that is inherently false. That is a complete lie. Lindsey Graham is a globalist, a communist, a liar, and a treasonous traitor to this country who cares nothing about his constituents. I got about a minute left here. Final words. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sick and tired of these feminine males prancing around using their sister's family uh, for the campaign trail like Lindsey Graham does to deceive the people into thinking he's a family man. No, he's big pharma's. He's actually big pharma is his pimp. And we need to choose better. We need to replace and remove these Republicans who refuse to fight for us when it matters the most. Stand up and replace them and fight back. Yeah. Uh, you know, big pharma's his pimp. That, that, I, yes. Beautiful. And, you know, Joe Biden thinks he's the pimp. 
You know, uh, my patience yeah. is wearing thin. Uh, get out there, get your <laughs> shot, and bring me back my money. It's amazing. The same uniparty. Same. It's absolutely they all amazing. Think the same Unprecedented. Way. And we will win. We know how the great book ends. Lauren Whitsky, yes. thank you so much. Good to see you again. Thank you, Sue. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. All right, folks, there we go. Um, like I said, Stu Peters is awesome. It really is. I I would if I could become a quarter of what his show is, it would be awesome. Um but anyway, I just I'll plug for the guy every time. I, I love how they called Lindsey Graham a whore, and uh, how they um, the the lady that was on, um, yeah, the lady that was on said that uh, the drug companies are his pimp. <laughs> it's so true. The analogy is perfect. It's perfect. Wonderful analogy. But Stu, another good show. Keep up the good work, buddy. So, folks, this guy, Lindsey Graham, that's parading around, acting like he is somebody who he's not, who is um, who's a yes man for anybody that can get him more popularity, um, who's got a brown nose that's a mile long. Um, there you go. I, I wish I could have come up with a more, more uh, effective diatribe to, to, to talk about the guy. But I think all the videos that we watched are more than adequate to show that uh, the man is a user and an abuser. And um, I don't know, like Stu was saying, I, I don't know where the guy stands when it comes to liking girls or whatever. But um, now, that's between him and God, and, and like Stu said, unless he's sleeping with little boys and men, then that's something that needs to be addressed and, and dealt with right away. But um, again, not knowing, I can't really comment on it. Um, but I, I do know and pray that if things are, that if things that are done in secret will be revealed, that things that are said in secret will be broadcast, maybe from this show. Um, but uh, so here you go, folks. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the um, the whore of the uh, drug companies. Um, and uh, see, that's just the whole thing, folks. It's all money. That's all it is. These people, it's money. How can I make more money and get more popular? Because popularity is power. And what do people want? Power and money. So um, there you go. It's uh, It's not about legislation. It's not about uh, necessarily anyway, and it's not necessarily about um, the welfare of the people that you represent. It's not about uh, anything good or true or righteous or or um, and the good welfare of your people. Um, it's none of that. It's all how much money can I get and how popular can I get? And it's a shame that it's that way. It really is a shame. And it just goes to show you it's the dirty, dirty place Washington is. Uh, somebody, Michael Savage used to call it 97 square miles surrounded by reality. And boy, was he right about that. So, folks, what, what's the answer? The answer is basically you can, can't do much about it. You can vote. Yeah, that's, that's true. You can vote. Um, if things get really ugly, you could, uh, you know, um, join in the fray. 
<laughs> okay. But the thing that a lot of people forget is that, and yes, I'm going to talk about religion again or prayer. Prayer is very important. And believe it or not, God's not up there. Yahweh's not up there, you know, uh, with a tally stick in his hand going, oh, that prayer is good. That prayer is bad. You know, it says that um, oh, the prayers of his people are, um, are like incense. By the time they reach him, they're like incense. And uh, God always, cra- Yahweh always craved incense. It was always burned in the Old Testament at the temple. Um, so your prayers do matter. And if enough of us pray that he will do something about it, um, I think that, and I know that, I just don't think that, um, let's see, hold on a second. I got to look something up. Okay. Um, all righty. Very important thing here. Okay. Oh, boy. That's the first time I've ever found anything right off the bat. Usually I have to struggle. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. All righty. This is uh, when the the dedication of the temple was being uh, conducted back during the time of King Solomon. Uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, prayer is a very important thing that we really need to get into a lot more. Yes, sometimes it seems like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and bouncing right down, but I promise you they're not. Okay, that's just uh, your way of looking at it, or mine, if it's happening to me. But um, if enough people are repentant, have repentant hearts, and they pray to Yahweh, then he's going to hear he says in Second Chronicles, or yeah, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Again, this is when the temple was being dedicated. Um, he says, "Of my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Heal their land, folks. Yes." Oh, well, we're not really called by God's name. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Um, We're a people. We're a remnant people that were brought together by Yahweh into North America to to keep us kind of um, as a a nation of kings and priests, basically. Um, We've been kept here as a storehouse for the Lord. And I think people should really understand that. It's... um, Yes, we're there. Yes, we're here, and we are. We, we've. I'm sorry. It's getting. I'm too little tired. It's getting late. But, um, our nation was basically people came to, to the United States or North America, I should say, back then, for relig- religious freedom. The Puritans, the, uh, the Quake, everybody, came here for religious reasons, to get away from oppressors and have a have the. I, ability to worship Yahweh the way they want to worship, you know? And um, so, yes, we were called here. He made the United or North America and South America for that matter for people that were seeking him. And um, there are scriptures that prove that I just don't have them on my 
I wasn't get planning on getting into that tonight. But um, yes, so we, we are called by his name. And this nation was founded by believers. Um, uh, actually, the what I'm trying to say is that the people that came over for religious freedoms were the ones that Yahweh brought over and made this place of uh, what you would call a Christian nation, basically, if you want to go that way. Um, the leaders might not have always been Christians, might not have always been righteous people. And some of them may have been um, Masons and stuff like that. But the people, um, just like now, the people are are the uh, the jewel, the great jewel for the uh, the empire or the um, the nation. And it's in the people are valued by Yahweh. Uh, not necessarily the leaders, and I think we just proved why. <laughs> but um, so, yes, we, we were called, are called by his name. And because we're we're uh, believers in, in Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So uh, if we are, then the place that we're staying is, is too. Okay, so anyway, um, that having been said, it's... Um, we were given a promise here that if we pray, notice it. There's a there's a procedure here. Okay, you got we got to humble ourselves. Okay, <laughs> that's our first thing. And when a person's humble, God can work. Yahweh can work on their heart a lot better than if they're prideful. And you'll know you're humble because those are the times when you're you're on your face because uh, the world is collapsing around you, um, or you're just uh, just so appreciative of everything that Yahweh's done for you, that all you can do is think of him. You know, that's that's being humble too. Uh, humble themselves and pray, okay, and seek his face. What does that mean? Well, actually that means that we're supposed to look for him and, um, and to seek him in all matters, okay? Um, you know, Yahweh, uh, what do I... Uh, the people next door are really hungry. Should I feed them? Yes, you should. Okay, and then you do it. Or, uh, you know, things like that. You use your own little scenarios. But, um, or, you know, there's a thousand things that you can look at to see if you're uh, seeking his face. And then turning from wicked ways. We all have them, folks. Even if you're born again, there are things that you do that aren't exactly on the square with Yahweh. Okay. Okay. Turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Okay. This is a sinful place, the United States of America. Very sinful. Uh, you may not have done all the sins that this country is given of or is um, accused of or guilty of. I think it's the word I was looking for. But um, yeah, you might not have done them all, but we're all part of it. Okay, and um, there's no discrimination where God's concerned. He's always concerned. So, anyway, that's what we need to do. We need to to get right with Him on an individual basis. Then we get right with Him on a corporate basis, and then we get right with Him on a national basis. And He hears from heaven and He heals our land. Pretty easy to to figure out, but. Um, Anyway, that's what's required is uh, the question is, are people willing to do it? I am. <laughs> but is everybody willing to do it? So, 
All right, folks. Well, there's, we, we looked at the problems and we saw the solution and now we, all we have to do is act. Okay. So let's start acting and doing, being doers of the word, not just hearers only like scripture says. Okay. So folks, it was been a, it's been a really, it's been a tough show to do because everything hasn't worked out right at the beginning or in the middle or toward the end. And, um, I'm not the brightest bulb in the uh, light bulb pack tonight. <laughs> um, just tired and stuff. But um, anyway, uh, I think we had a good show. And, um, well, you can always write and let me know what you thought of it and stuff like that. I saw somebody wrote while the show was still going. So um, I'll have to go look at that. Um, usually when that happens, it's not a good thing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I'm just here to serve the Lord. What people think of what I do or say or whatever is, uh, is uh, non-consequential. So, um, anyway, may Yahweh bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. And may he teach us how to pray and how to seek forgiveness so that he'll heal this land. And thank you, Father, for that in Yeshua's holy name. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, it's been real. Uh, thank you for letting me in, be in your life for another, what, hour and 17, hour 18 minutes. So um, be blessed, and I'll be back here on Thursday with another exciting episode. <laughs> okay. Talk to you soon, folks.